Okay, so you're buying a property and you're thinking about interest and you're thinking, you know what, that's what I've got to budget for. There's over 20 things in the course of a year you do have to budget for. We're going to run through them for you this morning. Stay tuned. Good morning. Hey, what's with the stale bread behind your head? I'm, I'm not that tech savvy. <laughs> so it remains today. It, it's um, it's meant to symbolize something. <laughs> that was uh, properties going stale. Um, yeah. So that's why that was up. But you're not tech savvy enough to move it around. So I'm sorry. We thought we'd leave sorry. it. It's so good leave it there <laughs> it looks hot it looks hot now lisa novak's gonna love this topic because she said we've been talking too much about figures i don't think but so this isn't about figures no this isn't about figures what's it about this is about being able to hold on to your dream so this is about someone who wants to buy a property um, someone who's either looking for an owner occupier, looking for an investment and going, hey, what does it actually entail? What is it really going to cost me year in, year out to be able to hold on to this property? Um, so maybe there are a little bit of figures, but the crux of it is it allows you to hold on to your home. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, Michael Silich, sales extraordinaire at Novak. He's not going to tell you this, but I will. Michael's actually really good at habits and he's really good and at a very young age bought properties bought um i'm saying that's plural um and this is a guy that's nice and equipped to talk to people um and i guess this is this is yeah this is um this is aimed at people in their Lost you there for a second, Mark. Mark's going through a little bit of turbulence. Thank you. Probably formed your patterns. Mark, I'll get you. I'm going to get you to repeat that very shortly. You've gone through a little bit of turbulence. About um, and what what it can see. What do you, Michael? I'm going to get you to repeat that last little bit, Mark, because you went through a little bit of turbulence. There. You. You're talking about habits there. We went through a little bit of turbulence. We lost you for a little bit. Um, I, I picked up some of the bits. You're saying it's targeted people in their 20s and 30s building habits. Um, so, guys, whilst Mark is reconnecting, there we go. We've got you back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think what I heard there was Mark was talking about targeted people, 20s and 30s, building those habits. Um, and I think it's a really big thing for, like, I know for myself, when I thought in terms of buying my first property, I went, okay, I've got a budget for my mortgage repayments. I've got a budget for this, for that. But to be honest with you, I didn't really know, and I thought I knew, but I didn't really know everything it was going to entail in terms of um, home ownership until you've really owned the property and you've seen every cost that you're expecting to come through over the year and all those hidden costs as well. Um, and it's something that you don't truly know until like, you experience it or it gets laid out for you.
but who's going to teach you? And I, and and I agree. I think this is probably a great session that people that are juggling around money at the moment um, uh, for people to go through. And we're going to go through all the um, the birds and the bees of, of property ownership. But mm. there's not really formal any formal education you can get around. Um, how am I going to keep this property, right. or how am I going to um, sustain this property? No, like you could go find like a short course or something. Or most of the time, to be most people get their information from someone that's older in their life that already owns a property, and they're stuck with as good as as good or as bad as that information may be. Um, or even yep. worse, if you get your advice maybe from someone that doesn't own a property, and then they tell you this is what it should be. Um, so I think it's, there's a bit of an array of advice out there, and some of it's probably great, and I think a lot of it's not so great as well. Let's get into it. All right. So buying a property, biggest thing first on the list is your mortgage repayments, your interest you're paying on a property. Um, and guys, bear with us. I will go through a couple of numbers because I think it's just interesting for someone that's going, well, how much do I really got to budget towards it? Um, and you can obviously break it down for your own situation as well. Um, but let's you run off an example today, Mark, of buying a million dollar unit, just to make it really yep. simple, nice round numbers. So you want to go buy a million dollar unit. Um, we're talking about today, guys, the running cost of a property, not necessarily what you need to save up. Let's say you've got a 10% deposit and you're going to be borrowing 90% of that property. You're going to borrow 900,000 from the bank. So you're talking about at today's interest rates, I'm just going to use round numbers once again, circa 5%. You're going to be paying $45,000 a year just on the interest portion of your loan. Um, so that's not including the principal part. If you pay P&I, it'll be a little bit more as well. That's number one off the list. Then we've got some of the own costs. That's the, that's the obvious one. That's and, the obvious and I do have to say, um, and I had a chat about, I was talking to the police about it this morning, we are having a cup of coffee, and I was saying people that have two or three cup of coffees a a day and are, and are paying for those two or three cup of coffees, you can be talking five grand a year on this sort of stuff. So things that I want people to watch out for today that are watching the show when they're talking about property ownership, I want you to watch out for the stuff that's repetitious because it's like it's like soap. You don't use much, but you sort of at the end at the end of the whatever you've used it all, and you're like, where did that all go? Or the toothpaste, right? You know the yeah. you know, and you, it just goes. So these are th these are costs that we're gonna these th these are things or patterns that we're gonna talk about with property ownership, where money just disappears and or appears depending on what how good you are with it. Mm, correct. So the next part of it is your on cost, and these are things that you can't get away from. What is costing? I'll do it. That's true. That's true, Luke. Um, so what we've got next is your, let's say for a unit here, you've got your ongoing. So strata, council, water. Um, so they're three big things, um, regardless of whether it's an investment or owner-occupier you're going to be paying. Now, strata rates, once again, we use nice round numbers. 1000 bucks a quarter, water, $200 a quarter, um, council, 350 a quarter. That's about 1500 ish a quarter six grand a year so we're already up to fifty-one thousand. still still pretty obvious very obvious what's something a little bit less obvious i'm going to start with the obvious and we're going to move into the more obsolete what's some what's the next one you would have say mark a strata special strata levy special strata levy so do you reckon someone's got a budget for that going once every five years or once every x amount of years i might be hit for something 
nah, you just kick your bitch and moan when it when it happens. I think you always got to have a little bit of a reserve there. Yeah. Do you mean yeah. like I'm not saying you got to be budgeting exactly this for it, but just like anything in life, you always want to have a little bit of a cash reserve behind you because unexpected costs do come up. Yep. So you got so, thousand dollars a year. Could be more, could be less. That's a really hard rainy, one to know. As a rainy day, other costs. Let's go. Other costs. Um, next one we got insurance. So you're an owner occupier. If you're in a unit, you may not have to get building insurance, but you're still going to get your contents insurance. So that could cost you. Um, I'm trying to think what the contents portion of an insurance might be: thousand, fifteen hundred bucks a year, something like that. For um, do you need insurance? Or do you need contents insurance? You don't. Some people go. It's do, a rot. Some, do you, some people, don't you? I think it's a nice thing to have. It depends how much, obviously, with the value of your contents there. If you're living pretty bare bones, you might not choose to. If you've got some pretty expensive things in your place, you might want to. I'm not here to sell insurance, but it's a lot of thing that that's a thing that a lot of people have. I think probably theft is is an obvious one. One that's not so obvious is if there was, for instance, if there was a water leak in the building, the mm. strata will cover um, the building side of it, um, but that yeah. content side of it you may struggle with. So I think yeah, that's something to keep an eye out on that maybe you do want to be paying that insurance. Mm. Um, yeah. what, what else? Repairs and maintenance. Properties are always yeah, getting older. <laughs> doesn't matter if you're buying a brand new property or an older property, they're always going to age. Do you know what's funny? You never actually budget for it. You just do it. Correct. Um, I think kitchens, bathrooms, um, stuff just that's just, just stops working in your apartment. I don't think if you ask anyone what they spent in the last five years, I don't think anyone would be able to tell you what their repairs and maintenance is, but it, it no. wouldn't be a small figure. No, you're not budgeting for it. And, and I'm not saying today what we're going through is everything you you have to be this absolute figures person, right? Done on a list, absolutely everything you need to be ready for, um, and you need to budget in day in, day out. Like Mark said, you're probably going to be budgeting it in without even realising anyway. But these are the yep. true costs that are coming out of it. Um, and bear in mind, guys, these are all your own, what we're focusing on today because we focused on the big picture in the past and obviously property going up in value and so forth. Today, we're just really trying to knuckle down on these year running on costs. Not good, not bad, just, hey, this is exactly what to expect is going to be coming up. So repairs and maintenance, look, that could be anywhere from a couple hundred dollars a year if you're lucky and there's not much going on to thousands of dollars lucky, a year. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shower heads, um, yeah. washers um, in your unit, changing the washer or changing, fixing plumbing in your unit most of the time. Can be relying on you replacing a dishwasher, replacing yeah. a stove or oven. Um, one tip I have to give people on that is try not try with white goods. Try to replace them rather than fix them. Um, and I think the cost of waiting for the repairman to come over, paying for the repairman to come over, then he has to come back and bring buy some parts. And then he has to charge a service call. I think these days, it's just whacking in some new white goods. If they're older than ten years, just whack a new some a new a new stove or new oven. You can get stoves and ovens from a couple hundred bucks. Um, super important. Yeah, I agree. And then then after that, I guess it's more for the unoccupied side. But then you've got your electricity, you've got your internet as well. Um, Twenty 
correct, Luke. Um, so, and yeah, then you got like your electricity and internet as well. And this is for more for owner occupiers. Um, for an investor, you wouldn't have to pay for that. Um, but electricity could be anywhere from, let's say, five hundred dollars a quarter for a unit, um, and then your internet hundred bucks a month. Um, so, guys, these are all just costs that, and it, it's, I just know for me when I when you actually go through and you itemize them, it's a lot more than what you originally expect it to be. Like I said at the beginning, you just think it's going to be a 900 grand mortgage, 45 grand a year. Okay, let's just add 10 grand a year for on costs and that's about it. It really ends up being a bit more than that. Um, And look, there's no free lunch. You want to go and rent a property. You're going to have to spend a lot of money on some of this stuff anyway. Um, Some of it you don't have to. But the difference is when you're renting a property, you're owning the asset that's going up in value. So I'm not saying one's better over the other. Uh, but it's just good, really good to be aware of it because I know when, when I went through it, I was like, oh, <laughs> the, these costs are a bit more than I was expecting for. And like you said, Mark, you don't budget for it, but you, you whinge and you moan and you, you work through it. Money Magazine on about January or February every year does a brilliant, brilliant edition that comes out. Mm-hmm. I think it's Money Magazine's either a weekly or a monthly edition, but yeah, they do month. an Right. So they do an awards um, system and I really recommend that people actually pick up one of these. It's got gold all over the cover. It says, oh, you know, it'll say 2023 awards. Um, I really recommend picking up this magazine. If it's the best tip, best tip I could give out of today, they have ranked the best of the best insurance. They have ranked the best of the best internet providers. They have ranked a lot of these costs that we're talking about today. They've actually tested, ranked and costed um, all of these guys and awarded number one. I really recommend that people because these these costs and when I when we started off, I started talking about habits um, yeah. and, and and patterns and these forcing yourself into good habits and patterns will self perpetuate over the next year, two or three. You can literally forget about your um, your internet connection for three years once you get it right, and it right. can be costing you a lot of money in that first, second, or third year. Could could be going up. So when it comes to these costs, and something that I've noticed about you, Michael, that you're very good at, is you're good at managing those things. So I'd urge everyone to get a, to get their hands on that money magazine, the awards for it'll be 2023, some sort of gold awards that they do. I've tried to buy it, buy it online. I've tried to cheat and see if they if they've printed it on the web, and they never do. And I get a hold of that magazine, and there's always really good stuff in there, even to um, best mortgages, even to uh, depositing your money, um, if if cash investments. Um, they've done. There's about probably about fifty to one hundred categories they've gone through. Get it? It's brilliant, and that's it. You made a very good point there. Making it autonomous. It's not something that you need to let take up all day. Like we're focusing on it today, but you should not having to be focusing on all these costs all day, every day, stressing about all this money that's going out. It's about understanding yeah. it, putting some great systems in place. So that way you yeah. go, you know what? I'm set for the year. Apart from maybe if something um, comes up that's maybe an issue, outside of that, it just runs smoothly. I don't need to think about it. I've got my money budgeted away. It goes out, does what it needs to do. And you don't have to be a genius with it. So exactly like yeah. Mark said there, those things that Money Magazine, all these providers they got there, you don't need to get the best of the best of the best of the best and research to every tiny little bit exactly what each provider provides. If you can get it 
right or get it mainly right for most of those providers and someone else has come recommended and they they do most of the stuff you need anyway that's great it's only just want to get it really wrong because that's when it hurts but the difference between spending 20 minutes researching to five hours you just you don't need to i was with i was with a a a person that was um didn't have to worry about money and Hmm. um and I'm, and I mean, didn't have to worry about money. And yeah. I was sitting opposite him having a chat, and he said, "You know, I had a thousand up, thousand down internet. It was costing me one one forty or one sixty, one forty a month." And I yep. said, "Yeah." And he goes, and he's a geek. He loves like he loves anything fast, anything internet, whatever. Yeah. I go, yeah. And he said, "I don't use it." He's got so he's got three kids. Yeah. Wife at home. And he said, I, I can't possibly use that quicker internet. He goes, no use. He goes, 100 up, uh, sorry, 100 down, 40 up, uh, I think it was Telstra Connection. He goes, yeah. it was $68, was 68 bucks. He yeah. said, look, and this is this is someone that can actually, uh, doesn't, doesn't worry for money, but my yeah. point is, my point is that, if you can actually look at those things and want and need are two different things. Now he's fixed his internet connection at $80 less, $80 less over 12 months. There's a good thousand dollars that's sitting there. A thousand dollars. Yeah. It's not the individual, the nominal money itself. It's that mindset. It's that mindset. I think that's the key with it because you have that and it carries across to other stuff as well. And that's probably the reason one of the many reasons why he's in the position that he's in. Becoming Warren Buffett, if anyone gets to watch that movie, he talks about the law of compounding, and that's exactly what the what I think is the most important thing from from uh, what we've talked about today. These costs of property ownership, get them right and review yeah. them annually because yeah. they compound. They compound to huge amounts of money. Correct. You can put your money elsewhere. And this became very holistic. It was starting off as just a couple of costs and it just grew from there. Hopefully it's been a yeah. bit... Um, <laughs> um, the reason why we, we mentioned at the beginning, this was from a previous segment with the um, the mouldy toast. Um, and as Probably great as I'm style. in some things, yeah, I'm not as great in other things and <laughs> I wasn't as good, good enough to be able to change the background. <laughs> But you know, a great way to learn, Michael. I think in future that um, yeah. if there's a background there, you're gonna we're gonna work out how to do that real quick in, in yeah, future. Yeah, so. Exactly, we all got room for growth. <laughs> <laughs> we did actually say to each other we should have started a couple of minutes earlier so we could have worked yeah. this out. But anyway, exactly, exactly. All right, thank you, Mark. I hope that's been informative today, guys. There's some good nuggets in there. I hope you enjoyed them. I think so. Thanks. See you guys. Take care.